0: Welcome to the Asbury Park Vibes podcast. Asbury Park Vibes is dedicated to sharing information about the live music scene in the Asbury Park area, as well as the bands who have traveled through. We thank you for tuning in, downloading, or just stumbling upon our podcast.
1: I've got
0: jump in. So thanks for doing this. We really appreciate the time um, that you've given us. And I kind of like to start with almost like it's the first day of school and we're going to go around the classroom and we're going to introduce ourselves and kind of say what we do. So I think everyone's interested to hear your roles in the band are. So let's just start there. Brett, why don't you start?
2: Uh, hi, my name <laughs> Brett, Maddie, I'm happy to be here with you. I'm lead vocals, uh, lead guitars, one of lead guitars uh, in Fuzzard. My favorite color is black.
0: And what did you do last summer? <laughs> yeah. uh,
2: well, we started this, this thing, uh, so that was the main thing.
3: Eric. My name is Eric. Um, I'm uh, also the guitar player or other lead guitar player in uh, Fuzzard. I do a little bit of background vocals and, um, play the wah, you know?
0: (laughs) So I got to tell you when, um, or ask when you came up, when you guys came up with the name Fuzzard for this project, um, which by the way, I think could be the greatest uh, name for a band of all time. Did you have, did you have just a mind blowing moment, like a Eureka moment that that is the best name to kind of portray what your sound is and, and, uh, to be able to, you know parlay that into a great logo and everything them cuz it's great it's a great name
2: it 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 is a a great name uh i i i think it's a great name i it's the first time i've been in a rock band where i'm like hell yeah man this name is this this is the bomb but um it really kind of developed and it, it was a funny story um i mean i guess what i really like about it first is you know it's just six letters, like the six knobs on an old Marshall. It It's rock and roll. It's got the two big Z's. It's simple. It's got the unique spelling, uh, which is all our own, which is kind of like our own deaf Leopard or whatever it might be. Um, but we were in the studio and we were, we were just getting off the ground. We didn't have a name for this band and, um, our producer, Jeremy, uh, Just he always has moments of brilliance. We'd be lost without him. Um, We had this track called Razor uh, that we're going to be releasing soon, um, with all these great Keeley fuzz pedals all over them, right? And like the guitars are super fuzzy, and you know it's kind of got a '70s, you know, sweaty, dirty guitar riff. And he just looked at us and said, "You guys are fuzzered. And (laughs) we, we, I, I mean, it was like a bingo moment, but. Uh, we took, we were taking a break. We were all sitting outside going, God, I don't know. Is this like too stoner rock? Is this too, are people <laughs> going to think this or are people going to think that? And we, we kind of sh- like, I started working a logo up for it and showing the other guys and whatever. And we kind of abandoned the name. Eric came up with another working title for us that we thought was great too. Uh, it was called the loud war, uh, which is, you know, great, maybe a great album title for us, but um I think it was months later, uh, Eric's lady, Jonelle, came back and spelled it Goofy without the A. And it just, it all hit us. Like it, it, I drew it up on a, on a whiteboard at the rehearsal space with the big Z's and we loved it. And uh, I mean, the rest is history. It just kind of became our thing.
0: That's awesome. And you, you kind of lead me to my next question that um, one can see that name, and maybe make an assumption of the kind of sound you guys would have before even listening to you. But I don't think it's the case exactly. So I would wonder how, you know, if someone hadn't heard your music, how you would describe your sound, sort of your elevator pitch of your sound. How would you describe it?
2: I'm going to let him take that. He gets the hard question.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I kind of said it in uh, the last um, um, radio or not radio interview, um, like our PR for um, Viral Connection. I said, like, for example, the song Viral, viral Connection is kind of like a, uh, a satanic Led Zeppelin deep cut, you know, um, because, uh, I don't know, I think there's elements of Soundgarden and um, also... I'm trying to spit it out myself. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. You said it. Our Black Sabbath kind of of this generation, really. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not too 80 sounding. It's not too 70 sounding, not too 90 sounding. It, it's just kind of got a blend of all of it together. And, you know, um, Brett and Rob have been playing together for a while, so they know each other, but we've all kind of come together to know each other and musically. And we just kind of created our own deal, really. So, yeah, I mean, kind of put all that stuff in a blender and it becomes fuzzard. Now it comes
0: fuzzard. Yeah, no, I, I, I can definitely hear some of those influences you mentioned. I mean, it, that's my sound, I really like. And, you know, after seeing the name, you know, I discovered you guys for me just scrolling through Instagram and, and oh, cool. just the name and the logo, it was a stopper. You know, you just mildly scroll, but that that stopped me right there. Then I heard it and so on top of it, I was like, this is just all comes together so well. You know, it's my sound. The name is cool. great. You know, the logos were phenomenal. And and yeah, like you said, it doesn't, nothing sounds uh, recycled. It sounds uh, rejuvenated, if that's a word, uh, or uh, modernized. I don't, I don't know. But to, to your point, I, I 100% agree. You mentioned that, now this is a new, a new band, but some of you guys have worked together in the past and known each other a long time. So how did, Fuzzard come to be or maybe step back into a little history and ships between the band members that would be interesting to hear
2: uh, well you know rob and i have played together for years years and years and years and years uh in multiple bands um
3: as long as i've been alive
2: yeah pretty much and <laughs> uh, you know we i think it was around the time of the pandemic uh we, you know it was just it was time to just do something new and reinvent ourselves. And you know, I think you know, uh, no love lost for uh, our previous band, Downtread, uh, which is still kind of there. It's just not the focus right now. And um, it was just time for a change. I think the the pandemic kind of forces your hand to you know, kind of just reevaluate your surroundings and look at everything that's important for you. And I just thought, you know, I want to take this time to just like do something brand new. And, um, we all started playing together. Scott, I had known for years, Scott, our drummer, uh, Scott Savage. Um, and we had, you know, got together for quick little jams impromptu jams here and there, um, over the past five years, maybe. Um, we started playing together, and uh, every time we got together, it was always really prolific. You know, we'd always walk out with a track uh, idea or an arrangement, and uh, it just started feeling really good. Um, you know, so uh, enter Eric, enter Rob, you know, and we all started playing and together. Maybe a little bit before this all hit, and I think when when uh, when that you know horrible time came. Um, it's like well, let's let's do this let's record let's make a record let's let's make this real and uh come out of this with uh looking at it as an opportunity not not an impasse and um you know take a different perspective like it afforded us the opportunity to do something awesome that you know we might not have thought about
0: sure so so was the um you know, was the creative process? I'm assuming it had to be different. So, in what way was it different when you put together your first single, Monster Carnival? Like, how did you? Were you getting together to collaborate? Were you getting in the studios together? Were you doing some separate writing? And you know, some bands I know they're they're exchanging files over over the internet and they're take they tracking remotely. What was, was it? Any different than it had been, or did you manage to get together and work it as you always did? Well,
2: kind of a mix, a little bit of both, um, because we had been getting together uh, before the pandemic happened, and we don't really have rules with Fuzzard. And I think, you know, we, we don't try to take ourselves too seriously, which is, you know, another reason the name kind of goes well with us. We're all kind of <laughs> balls, but um, So there are songs uh, where the four of us just get together and start riffing it out and slugging it out, and songs that we create from the ground up get together. And maybe I usually, you know, it's usually always guitar first with us, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, the vocals and the lyrics are are usually, you know, I don't want to say they're secondary. I mean, they're obviously very important, but you know, you got to get fired. Like for me, getting fired up about the music is is the thing, and um, hearing something inspiring. Um, So, there's songs that we would do that way. Um, And then, you know, sometimes I'll just demo up a song uh, at home and send it to all the guys um, without, you know, just saying, here's the idea, you know, and everybody comes together and puts their stamp on and their signature on it. Um, You know, there's songs that are built out of Eric's riffs, uh, songs that are, you know, 100% Brett songs or songs that we all worked on together. Um, But I think with the, you know, the pandemic came we were all pretty responsible like staying in our own little social bubbles nobody's really going out and doing anything so um we would start to get together we never ran vocals we were in a space that afforded us enough distance and okay we were safe so i mean it's
3: never really too weird wouldn't you say eric i mean it was never weird i mean we just know each other well enough and we were hashing it out prior to when things got really weird. I mean, when things got really weird, I think there was a time that we didn't talk for a little while and then just kind of called each other and like, Hey, I kind of forgot that we even did that, (laughs) you know? And then you're like, well, I came up with all these songs. I'm like, well, I got these riffs. And so we got together eventually when it kind of felt right before things got really weird yet again. And, uh, we just kind of went for it you know and so, uh got into the studio and made it happen
0: great so this since this started right with the pandemic uh, clearly you guys have not performed live as fuzzard
2: no not yet no no dying to do it but i think you know it's still like patience is a virtue you know i like I'm chomping at the bit to get out and play. And I know bands are starting to little by little come back. Mm -hmm. Um, The album is essentially finished. Um, We're kind of finishing up the last couple of tracks. And I just thought, man, you know what? Like, I want to do this right on all levels and give this every opportunity to, uh, you know, build some, pique some interest from people, um, build a presence, get the band known and not just shoot the album out. Like right now, you know, what if we go out and we, you know, we wasted the opportunity uh, because maybe shows came back, went out, somebody gets sick or things get shut back down or who knows, right. I mean, I'm not trying to overthink what's gonna happen, but I'm totally comfortable um, doing it a little bit differently because I think that's kind of the modern way now is, you know, singles are totally cool. And if we keep them going for a while, we're we're letting people know our work in progress along the way. Um, once we're in the clear, you know, we'll put the whole album out and uh, go out and hit it hard.
0: Yeah. You want to avoid, I guess, uh, a false start, so to speak. You know?
2: Yeah. Well said, I you know. Always a little long-winded, but that's what I was trying to
0: say. <laughs> well, is the, uh, is the scene up, you guys are in, are around in the Minneapolis area, right? Yeah, so are, yeah. What's the scene like up there? Are things starting to open up? Obviously different States, things are, I mean, almost back to normal. What's the vibe there? Uh, is there, is there, is there a hope vibe with spring coming back or is it still kind of ghost town?
3: You know, it's kind of County based really right now. Yeah. Um, where you know we have Minneapolis and St. Paul, which are the biggest you know towns or cities, then there's outskirt suburbs where you'll see a lot of different venues and things like that where people tend to go. That's where really music is happening right now, where there's limited capacity concerts that are happening. Um, and then the bigger places, you know, like the First Avenues and um, Armories and Myths and Excel and all that stuff it's kind of like later summer fall time that that stuff is going to be a thing but yeah I mean it's just outskirts really you know we're so close to Wisconsin and the Dakotas and Iowa even for that matter too that that's where a lot of that is going where a lot of bands are but the just general scene in the cities there's not much going there and I think a lot of people are taking our approach in a a way where they're doing a lot of recording a lot of online stuff I mean because it's just really you know yeah unless you're traveling
0: yeah you know i i was speaking to um another band recently and we, we got on the whole streaming performance uh technique so sort to of speak yeah and uh, i mean first question would be do you imagine doing any of that and a follow-up to that question would be if you have success with that as things do get back to normal and do, do you think there's a place for that not only for for fuzzard but for the industry as a whole these virtual performances even ones that they're selling tickets for?
3: Um, I mean, remember when live DVDs and live VHSs and things, I mean, that's our generation, you know, Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I'm younger than you guys, but I still, I, that's what I really got into before. YouTube was a thing, you know, was buying DVDs and stuff. And that's kind of what it reminds me of is, yeah. you know, a ticket to buy that stuff and go and do it. Um, I honestly think it's going to be kind of just a, thing that came and gone honestly that's my personal opinion
0: mm-hmm. i i think you're right um at least i think um maybe some of the younger the real young artists that are trying to put it together i, I think they'll probably more gravitate towards that and then really like guys like us who, who are uh we're just you know we want to be in the club <laughs> we want to be at the show we want to feel bodies bumping off us we want to be dancing we want to be rocking out yeah so it, it's, it, it might be my opinion for what it's worth. I think there's a place for it, but it's not not as a replacement. No one could ever assume it's going to be no. uh, a replacement. No, absolutely not. What do you
2: think, Brett? Uh, you can reach a lot of people. I've seen some really cool things come out of it. You know, like, A, you know, there is a resurgence of guitar like on yeah. a whole level, especially with young women um, like all over Instagram. Yeah. It's insane. You know, they yep. can, can play like Eddie Van Halen, like you know, yeah. better than any of the heroes. Like, and you can find so many new people that you could never find there. Uh, there's a streaming service called uh, Together. Uh, uh, Co that has like really great guitarists like Peter Stroud and Greg Cock and um, you know just highly regarded like guitar geek guitar players doing living room performances for people where they can log in. Yeah, that's a you know and and watch a live stream and be in this environment where you're like casually hanging with a guy doing something different. I could see stuff like that hanging around in addition too. It's yeah. never going to replace like the tangible feeling that you, you know, get from like the sweat, the smell, the the whole thing, the volume like yeah, I mean, hey, watch a rock band on a computer that it's yeah. just not very rock and roll
0: you know what they started to remind me of uh, you could say maybe he was almost ahead of the curve. I don't know if you were familiar with, uh, Daryl Hall had that show he was doing from the living room where he was having, uh, mm-hmm. famous guests on, and they were basically jamming in his living room. It was almost like a precursor to what we're seeing, but that was very successful. So I, I agree. Um, another player who's been doing stuff like that is uh, Paul Gilbert, who was, uh, he's been doing some really cool stuff. So let's talk about Fuzzard again. Um, First single was "Monster Carnival." That that was a killer track, uh, really a great introduction, I think, to Fuzzard and "Hey We're Here." But the latest single, "Viral Connection," let's talk a little about that. I think this one's a uh, pretty special for a number of reasons. Sure, <laughs> tell us about the had uh, the inception of it.
2: Well, I mean, obviously, uh, we got. We got a cool guest star. We got Mark Slaughter on the track, which is uh, probably the biggest highlight. Um, Well,
0: let me let me uh, interrupt Bill briefly because uh, he's going to join us and I'm going to bring him on in right now. Mm -hmm. Through the magic of the Internet, Mr. Mark Slaughter. Hey there. Hello, sir. How are you? Good. Good. Greetings from Nashville. Thank you. Yeah, we just uh, just started touching on the uh, Fuzzard's latest single, "Viral Connection," and uh, telling me you were part of it. And, yeah, uh, your timing couldn't be better.
4: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but uh, I appear. <laughs> my first. Qu-
2: the best thing about the song is you.
4: So, oh you no! Come on that. now. <laughs> I heard I heard that song once. Once you sent it to me, I was like, oh, that's cool." Well, I, I just I, put my little frosting on top. <laughs>
0: you know, I, I guess that almost answers my first question is how the heck these guys influ- you know, convinced you to be a part of it.
4: <laughs> it's, you know, we were talking about, I said, yeah, man. And then Brett says, Hey man, you know, we're trying to figure out a melody, like a background melody, you know, why don't you throw a couple of harmonies on there or something? I go, yeah, I could do that. So, um, so basically I started like throwing some things at him. He's like, great. And I said, check this thing out. And I threw like a guitar at the end, and then it just kept going from there. I just kept, you know, I'll hear things all day long until, till we do the, uh, how should I put it? Till we hit the mute button. That's just how it works for me. I'm always coming up with ideas, but they, they knew what they wanted. And, you know, they, there's a couple places where I had played all the way through and they muted certain areas and used what they wanted. And that's why it's, it was done well. You know, oh, it's not you. like there's a barrage of, of me just you know going nuts over the top of it it was it was done really well it's a good good collaboration with everybody on it how did you guys sync up to
0: begin with what, what what's the relationship how, how did you what had how, how you had to work it out and hook through up through eric
4: us? yeah eric
0: yeah, yeah i, see, I, I met, see the uh, guitar rack uh, over there <laughs> i do okay what's the story <laughs>
3: mark and i met met through the industry you know um Gotcha. you know we met over the phone and we started talking and then we had a personal conversation one day you know musician to musician and um, I mean that literally was us talking you know and yeah into this really and then
4: he said you know you should talk to Brett so I mean it's just kind of one of those things of a natural flow course of events of, of how it went down but um, you know ultimately I, I just think it you know it was a good it was a good combination of everybody's, you know, what they had already. And then I came in with some uh, kind of a totally different mindset probably than what they were thinking. Um, you know, showing my, my age on this, but it was more in the seventies style stuff, but it, 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 inf- it infused really well with what they had already. So, um, you know, I, am really pleased with the way the, the whole track yeah. plays out. Everybody's heard it has been really you know, really lit up about it. So, it, it, you know, yeah, it's it cool is, to be it, a part
0: it, of something like that. It yeah. is killer. Now, no, Mark, you've, uh, I'm sorry, Brett, did you have something there?
2: No, I said, as are we, are just agreeing oh. with Mark.
0: I, I was going to ask yeah. Mark, I, I know you've collaborated with so many artists over the years and bands. So I'm wondering if maybe there might be uh, collaborators from the past that you saw some similarities with when you collaborated with Fuzzard.
4: No, I mean these guys are really guitar driven, and I love guitar driven bands. I mean that's the that's the 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 making of anything that was good rock to me, which was two guitar players who worked well off each other. So they already had that magic already. Um, I just heard kind of. I think as far as any other bands in that side, you know, there's a lot of other bands that 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 I've worked with and and you know produced etc. But you know. There's already a magic here. All I did was just throw a couple, just a, a few more tricks on it. And, uh, um, you know, again, it, it, it's, it was already there. I just uh, just added my, my touch to it. Right.
2: I will say, if, if I can, I think uh, what I appreciated working with Mark uh, most on this song about is A, he loves big dogs. Uh, B, um, <laughs> you know, we kind of were like, we really, we were still I was stumped on the the, ha- me, the harmony vocal for the lead vocal on the chorus and we were talking to Mark, it was like, well I bet he'd know what to do of course, you know, think of his legendary pipes and um, I really was like, you know, thinking the big soaring high vocal on top of my vocal and this, that, and all this stuff and he was like, no, 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 doesn't need that, it's not helping the song, he was all about like economy of means and it was never about like histrionics and him uh you know inserting himself on the song too much he wanted to make the song great and uh you know which you know that comes with maturity you know um of course we're just like showcase showcase
1: showcase you know <laughs> <your voice. laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. like you know like mark said this i think the song was pretty damn solid um he gave it wings and made
4: it take off so sure. that and it and it and it really has a great feel i mean i can listen to it you know all the time and just go man that that's really good yeah and that's you know true. and it's 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 hard in today's industry you know when you have the, it's just such a such a great song like this and how do you get it to people you know how do you really educate people here's some really cool stuff that you should check out well it's just a course of events of of uh of over time. That's how it works nowadays. You know, Absolutely. it's a totally different thing.
0: And this was really it really defines the word of collaboration. You know, where I think Brett, what you're maybe alluding to, you might have stepped out of that if you were feature, 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 and Mark ground you and say, No, it's a collaboration. Let's keep it that. Yeah. 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 And I
2: saw that I saw a comment on social media on Mark's page, right? Where a guy was like, Oh man, I really thought there would be like a solo. And I was like, have you heard the end of the song? Like dude, <laughs> yeah. ripping, he was like, "No, I meant like the vocal solo." And 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 there it was. Like I know, like obviously that could be really cool. Like you know, a song with Mark Slaughter, like killing a whole verse with that. But he's got the restraint, and it was all about you know.
4: It's about up. the song. I mean, the song was done. You know, it just needed the 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 harmonies that he already heard. He just didn't know. They didn't know where those harmonies were. Where they were where they hear it. I hear things again from, you know, all the years I've been doing this, you know, even when I was a kid, I have a lot of, uh, you know, some strange backgrounds of, of how I hear harmonies, you know, barbershop and really obscure, you know, classical, et cetera. And, and Motown, so it's like this mix of all musicalities not just one thing it's what's best for the song and that's what every musician should always look at is what's best for the song not like hey here's my chance to shine right and and you know these guys went back into the lead on that after i had played a lead at the end of it and kind of took part of that theme and and brought it in and i i just think that You know, we just kept bringing it around, bringing it around, and it just became this really nicely done, you know, guitar-wise all the way through. Not that the groove wasn't there already, but it just rounded it out the way it should be.
0: Yeah, and I I think what, you know, what I, I love the whole track, but specifically about your performance when when I uh, heard it the first time, and yeah, I might have had that reaction too, but then it was more about, wow, we finally get more of a chance to really, See or hear that mark and shred. You know, so many people might just think you're you're, you're singing. That's it. That's no. And it was definitely. Uh, although it was a collaboration, well, I appreciate that. Oh, absolutely.
4: It's, it's funny because I said do something like this. I wasn't wasn't even thinking about it. And Brett says, Well, that sounds good to me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Robert, <laughs> it, it really, it's yeah. pretty cool though. His signature, like it is all over the place, and we do have you know little code names for things like. You know that cool like there's a guitar hook well there's quite a few guitar hooks that mark put down um kind of this theme that comes in after the first chorus and if you listen to the harmony guitar solo that eric and i are playing that's built off of mark's melody Ah. and you know kind of pays tribute to it and gives it life again um but in that chorus you know there's this like really cool stereo um guitar harmony stack that like kind of pushes the vocal and really that was the first thing you did you were like oh no on the vocal you put that guitar part down and I heard it and I think you were doing it um you were doing the guitar part as here's my idea for the vocal harmony right right I right. heard the guitar part and then we just started going guitar crazy and right you know called those like <laughs> Brian May parts right because like there's yeah still, and they have that cocked wah sound and Mark did like a three-part harmony on those guitars and his background vocal uh, is um, so humbly always below, really, except for just the tail of the chorus. Um, but if you listen, like I hear that Slaughter signature that is his own personal melody, you know, that, yeah. that you hear in his songs and his music, his musicality as, as a human being that just kind of resonates. And if you listen, you, you can definitely hear
4: that. All, it, I appreciate it. It's always, it always comes back to what the song asks for. I think that's what I always look at is what does the song ask for? And, you know, there's, there's certain harmonies uh, or uh, on the slaughter stuff where I just sing an octave below my lead vocal because any of the other harmonies really didn't help, but a low, an octave lower just like with the sub on a guitar if you have like a 15 it gives you a little bit more oomph on the bottom you just let it live in there and i think that's the key point is you find what the song is asking for and and uh man i i just had a blast doing it and and uh you know, these guys can talk shop all day long. I mean, we're all guitar geeks in that side of it. So yeah. you know, it's 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 a joyful thing that we all work together and there wasn't something there were somebody's going completely sideways and and just trying to, you know, shred, 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 shred when it doesn't ask for that. Uh, awesome, awesome.
1: Except for the very end of the song where you shreds. <laughs> just just
4: for a second. But, but it works so awesome because you got
1: you got that
0: you got that outro and then the songs just it's done. You know, like it just puts a a stamp on it. I love the way it ends abrupt like that. I love that kind of ending to a song. So yeah, it's fun. Mark, you know, before we let you go, do you have any, what do you, what's going on with you? You got anything going on, anything coming up?
4: Man, I got a lot of slaughter dates that are, you know, that have been kind of kicked down the road, uh, so to speak, that are starting to fly up. So there's going to be about, you know, 20, 30 dates um, that are, that are actually in stone right now. Um, as far as recording wise, I, I, you know, I'm doing little recording projects here and there, but I'm, I don't have anything planned for my own release. I'm just kind of really enjoying doing this and playing on other projects. A friend of mine, I went to high school with, uh, Josh Egan. He, you know, he, uh, him and I grew up together and, uh, his dad was, uh, uh, Louis Prima's uh, musical director and also worked with uh, Sammy Davis Jr. So it's like all these jazz cats back in wow. the day. And and fast forward, he says he was real good friends with Mark Craney and he wanted to do a uh, tribute to Mark Craney who played in Toll and also with Gino Vanelli. So we did a Gino Vanelli track, Brother to Brother, that I just had a blast playing with uh, Joe Vanelli and uh, Jimmy Haslip on there. is an incredible bass player. I mean, just, you know, smoking and uh josh played drums his brother did the string arrangement um and georgia sang with me on that so it it, just those type of things are just more of a labor of love i think is really where i'm at with music because i think that's really what's left it's not like a money grab thing it's make music that you love and work with people that are like-minded and and, you know at the end of the day you could smile at the track and go that was really cool like
0: viral connection very cool. yeah
4: absolutely man I, <laughs> I I love the track and these guys have a great band and you know way beyond you know the track that I did they have great stuff and and uh you know I'm looking forward to seeing these guys do some stuff yeah. live you know but they uh, Go you know, you got great tone and they get it you know yeah. they they understand the the classic tone at the same time man you, know, you crank up those Mesa boogies and kick everybody's <laughs> butt
0: <laughs> for sure hey if you could uh extend me one quick selfish indulgence. Um, I just want to say, you know, when, when uh, stick it to you came out, I was a senior in high school and I was driving around in an 82 Z 28 and I had maybe a dozen cassettes you can fit in that center console, you know? Right. Right. And one of them was stick it to you and it stayed uh, in there for, for years. And I played it on repeat and uh, I cherished my music collection at the time. And I only had two, cassettes ever stolen from me <laughs> one of them was temple of the dog and the uh, other one
4: was stick it to you so, oh man <laughs> and i know who i know who it was and i still remember okay well let's go back let's knock on his door and kick his ass but uh,
0: <laughs> but <laughs> it's a testament to how uh
4: how awesome that album was and uh you
0: know just a just a big big fan of yours oh i appreciate
4: and, it man you know I, we're you know we're all kind of Dana and I talk on a daily basis we're doing a bunch of vinyl stuff that we're kind of going back into but uh, you know it's it's you know Dana and I produce those records we wrote those records so it's really close to us and uh, but uh, it's a nostalgia thing and I I think that's the key point that we're really you know focusing forward is to do a nostalgia thing with Slaughter and really play those songs the best that we can and then you know things like this if they pop up and, and this did and and that's great to be a part of a winning team of of, of great musicians and, and people who sonically get it, you know? Yeah,
0: absolutely. And, you know, the music's timeless because, uh, you know, I've been playing Viral Connection and I've been playing uh, Monster Carnival in the house. And you know, mm-hmm. I, have a six, I have a 16-year-old daughter. So, oh, who is this? And she's artistic and she's into video and music and everything. Right. And, I, and I was telling her about this. And I said, yeah, I'm going to have, a, you know, a special guest that they work with. You know, Mark Slaughter's his name and he had a band Slaughter. And I said, and I started, I named the song and my 16 year old daughter knew the song. So your song oh, it lives you on go. forever and it's still out there. And, uh, you know, TikTok and all these, you know, video streaming, they give a lot of these songs new life. Yeah, so, uh, they do. Right they,
4: they really do. We, I, I just downloaded a thing. I think this last month was on Spotify alone was over a million plays on, yeah, on Spotify for awesome. Slaughter stuff. So, awesome. yeah, yeah. It's still out there. Yeah. Somebody still likes us. <laughs> yeah. We own 20 bucks. Cause you know, but we can't because Spotify doesn't pay. So that's it. <laughs> right on. All right, Mark.
0: Well, thanks so much for uh, joining us. We appreciate Thank you. It. And,
4: and uh, you know, again, you know, if anybody who's out there hasn't uh, heard the track, go out and pick it up and, or go check out the video. Cause it's a blast, man. These guys are awesome and looking forward to seeing them play uh, as well as hopefully we'll do some shows with them. But uh in the meantime, uh, thanks for your support and rock and roll. And thanks for the years of listening to Stick It To You. And I'll, I'm sure I'll speak to Brett and Eric soon uh, in, in the other side of the old fence here. But uh, you guys have a great night. You too. Thank you, Mark. Later, All bro. right. Later. Thanks, guys. All right. Mark's great.
0: You're lucky. That was a good time.
2: You're with us, right? You know, there you go. one thing. What a guy give a shout out to you know I you know they, you always say like good people attract good people his fans like and and he's just a solid dude like above and beyond like his world-class musicianship and you know all that like he genuinely just loves creating great music and working with people and you know it was it was just like you know you never felt like you were working with this like jerk off rock star guy <laughs> super comfortable we talk and trade licks and do things and you know like it is right now um but a shout out to his fan base and all of his fans they they like they love him to death for all the right reasons um and i think because he's such a good salt of the earth dude yeah attracted uh a, a, a likes fan base and his fan base has been so welcoming to us which is like so I just like all the groups, uh, Slaughter Nation, Slaughter in Your Face, Slaughter International, Slaughter Fans U- USA from Italy. Um, thank you all uh, for supporting Fuzzard and welcoming us in. We really appreciate it. Um, so because I, I know they're going to hear this because they're going to hear about Mark being on this, <laughs> this uh, podcast. We're gonna
1: have Figure out.
2: They're going to watch it. Uh, <laughs> But uh, his fans really cool. are uh, just, they're loyal and dedicated. And uh, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, they're fierce, man. 24 seven. This is what they do. Mark Slaughter yeah. and the band Slaughter.
0: Yeah. You know, I think they really went into it, Slaughter, that is from the start to be about the fans, you know, mm-hmm. and if the, the members weren't into it, then it fit in the band. I, I remember maybe reading something to that effect that that was really his intention from the start, that, He was going to be good to the fans. There was always going to be enough time for autographs. There was always going to be enough time to, hey, how's it going? Not the pretentious stuff.
2: Yeah. And how, I I don't, you know, I get that. Like, how can you not love that part of it? You know, there's
0: people, right? There's, you hear the stories. So,
2: right. I mean, if your music's resonating with somebody, I mean, there's uh, no greater validation than somebody coming to you and telling you that it does. So, why wouldn't you? I mean, that's what your art is here for, to share with other people. So, you no know, doubt. I, you
1: know,
0: yeah. Now he, uh, he, he touched a little bit on some of his uh, influences or some of the stuff that might've, uh, I guess, maybe surprised the listener. You don't really think about what else rock musicians listen to, but uh, I, I was really curious to know You names named a couple of bands, but what are some of your influences or, or were there influences maybe even at home in a personal life growing up that got you into music or, who you know or an influence that might even surprise us that you want to share with
2: I, i think that's what makes buzzard uh work so well is you know there is a really good mix of all those things and uh even jeremy our producer summed it up at one point and said you know really if you're a big guitar fan there's a little bit of something for everybody in here whether it's you know an 80s thing or you know a shoegazer thing or a know kind of a grunge era thing or some detuned hard metal or you know uh guitar solos uh you know kind of an indie vibe a punk rock vibe like it's all celebrating guitar and I talk so much so I'm gonna let Eric tell you who influences (laughs) are. some of his are first and uh you can see kind of where we meet up and where the juxtaposition is which (laughs) is what makes it great yeah Yeah. I mean
3: upcoming early on stuff that made me want to you know, pick up a guitar would have been, uh, you know, Angus Young, ACDC. That was the, I grew up in a small town that had just a classic rock radio station. And um, they really, you know, and they still do play a lot of, you know, big ACDC, Led Zeppelin kind of songs. And I, you know, grabbed my sister's CD collection, which had that stuff and Nine Inch Nails and then I grabbed my mom's record collection. They just gave that all to me, which mm-hmm. had, you know, the B-52s and uh, Heart and stuff like that. So it's very classically driven. But once that kind of got exhausted, I mean, I really got into like the, the weird heavy stuff, you know, I mean, from modern to uh, today. Um, I mean, it's really everywhere. You know, Scott Savage, our drummer, um, I started playing at a rehearsal, a song off of, you um, the last song oasis or the last record oasis ever did um uh eat your heart out or whatever and he's like that's my favorite record i'm like it's mine too you know uh, (laughs) so we kind of it's it it never ends really um to answer something that would surprise you um man i don't know well i think
0: Uh, you i think you almost did there with some you know b-52s and some you know things like that yeah you know
3: but there's a weirder shit that I don't know. You're kind of you know you're you're kind of
2: I don't know like if somebody were to put us together quick like I in the guitar realm like I'm, I'm kind of the 80s shred a little bit maybe a little more of that and Eric's a little more like uh, well drunken slash meets strung out Kurt Cobain kind of like Bobby whatever so there's a juxtaposition that works really well um yeah uh but i mean you you like a lot of modern heavy bands too and we we meet in the middle on so many things like we're both big jerry cantrell fans we love allison chains you know i love soundgarden um you know a lot of things from that era but for me uh earlier on you know. And I, I have, I get, I get double influences because I'm lead vocals and guitar. Right. But it was always kind of guitar first. That was my thing. I'm a guitar player that became a singer out of necessity. Um, But for me, it was like, you know, like UFO was the band that got me into it. It was Michael Shanker and I was a little kid and I would listen to that shit in the headphones, you know, and I heard Shanker and, you know, I thought he was God and it was, you know, what kind of got me going. But Angus Young for sure was like, that was my first thing, you know? So we're both like really into ACDC. And I loved early Aerosmith and things like that, but it was Shanker. And then, you know, on a Guitar Hero level, it was like Shanker, Randy Rhodes. And then I heard George Lynch and just lost my mind completely. Like I understood his language. And that was when I was like really learning how to play um so those things but like musically too you know i love black sabbath and i love all eras of black sabbath you know i love the ozzy era i love the dio era of sabbath like for sure you would talk about album influences like mob rules as a desert island album gotcha
1: yeah all right
2: But, but so is diary of a madman so you know and for me it was It was never really about like, it was more about that British invasion to me, you know, UFO, scorpions, Def Leppard, uh, early Def Leppard, um, you know, uh, all things Sabbath, all things Judas Priest, all things Iron Maiden, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. I got a copy of killers hanging on my wall, you know, Um, (laughs) that's uh... a
0: that that's a question yeah. i i hit with a prior guest once i asked them what was their favorite ma- maiden album cover or poster <laughs> you know? oh well
2: I, you can't see but i got number of the beast on this side <laughs>
3: and <laughs> on this side and you know like i yep. yeah i love it i'm maiden. a summer in time fan 100 yeah. well i have an original uh vinyl pressing that i hunted out for and it's awesome uh, um, I when those CDs got reissued, I, I worked for Best Buy at the time, I remember, and they, you could stack them on top of each other and you could see like every Eddie character or whatever. And I had to have every one of them, so I still
0: <laughs> collect them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was great because I had that really long uh insert with the whole scene, the yeah. whole really cyberpunk Eddie. That was I'm a crazy ever...
3: collector with just about anything, anyways, but that was one of the things, you know. Yeah, I'm always think, getting into something new. I think I have.
0: Weird. I always have to go with Aces High. Just had to get that in there. That's my favorite poster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hell oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> I, it was, it's weird, though. Like, it, for me, uh, a lot like you, Manny, like, if I read your bio on the site, like, it just never really stopped for me. I love music from all yeah. eras, like, yeah. you know, um, Smitten with bands like Our Lady Peace. Uh, I loved Sponge. I loved Bush. And, you know, freaking, freaking, when Alice in Chains came out and Song and came out, like, I mean, that was yeah. a whole huge imprint on my life. So yeah. for me, like, there you. were chunks in time that were always really important. And even like some of the, the 90s stuff, like um, one of my favorite albums of all time is uh, Jeff Buckley's Grace. I, you know, I, I love it. And uh, that would be Desert Island for me too. Um, and how about, you know, so
0: how, about, influences. how about Radiohead? Do you guys, Radiohead fans at all?
3: I think "In Rainbows" is one of the best records that's ever been made. Here, here. Um, I think the is as well too. Actually, yeah, that was a like records that came out in my time too. That, um, you know, I drove around in a, a Chevy '91 Chevy Beretta smoking marijuana too. You know, and, <laughs> uh, so yeah, and I think uh, I think those guys are. Unbelievable guitar players, musicians, writers. I mean, they're just a good band that's put yeah, together, really. Absolutely. You know, like Stevie Ray Vaughn, he's a big influence of mine, too. And his band was just so good because you can't have a bad band
4: behind Stevie Ray
0: Vaughn. No, no. So you, we would, no, that would just wouldn't work. Well, yeah. was there, a, for both you guys, was there a, a concert, the greatest concert you remember, or one that it really just blew you away, or maybe you didn't expect? Because, and the reason I ask is you mentioned Bush. And I saw Bush for the first time, like two years ago. And I was really, it, we know they're a great band, but I was blown away at how great the live performance was. It, I, I shouldn't say surprised, but really blown away by how great it was. I wonder if you had a show that you attended that maybe had a similar effect.
2: Life-changing shows for me, um, uh, you know, I'll time-date myself here, but who gives a shit? Um,
3: <laughs> I know which one it is too. Yeah, What's that? I said, I know which one it is too.
2: Oh yeah well no because i i always answer with five (laughs) i can never just be like i I got i got i got two uh the black and blue uh tour for black sabbath and blue oyster cult and granted i went with my babysitter you know um (laughs) i and i lived in chicago at the time and uh Fucking Black Sabbath, like, like that was like the first thing I ever saw, you know,
1: live. Yeah,
2: and that kind of did me in for sure. And then later, uh, a good friend of mine, Sean Glass, look him up; he's kind of a famous musician. Uh, We we grew up together, and his dad took us to see uh, Ozzy Osbourne on the Blizzard of Oz tour uh, with Def Leppard opening on the High and Dry tour.
0: Wow.
2: And that that was freaking life changing. I mean, uh, yeah. there's was, there was nothing that really could, like even, and I was such a young little kid then, but I still hear like, Suicide Solution going through my head, like, like and riding in his dad's car, like the smell of the car, everything I get, and seeing Randy Rhodes and that, um, but seeing Def Leppard come out on the High and Dry tour,
1: like,
2: yeah. whole, like, and that's when I was like, I knew, like, I just wanted to play rock and roll, right? You know? Right? Um, so that, th- those two for me, I mean, awesome. plenty of conference after that, right? Sure. Um, you know, somewhere along the lines of Sabbath and Ozzy, you know, and Randy yeah. Rhodes,
3: like all right. that, for me, you know, how about how about you, Eric? Um, I have, I mean, I'm a frequent goer of venues, uh, like bands and stuff, and um, two come to mind right away that were moments that i just will never forget um the first one was um i saw the depth tones play first avenue two days before they released uh, diamond eyes wow and uh that was one of the with the dillinger escape plan opening that was kind of a life-changing moment for uh i mean they're just such an eclectic band. Sure. There's so much energy in that room. I mean, that was kind of right before they started to break out and really get big again. You know, you know,
0: I heard someone recently refer to them as the radio head of metal, which I thought it's was pretty really good.
3: good yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that one just kind of comes back to my mind because that there was a lot of energy in everywhere that night. And I still think about it, but uh, the other one was um, a couple of years ago. Um, uh, Failure came to Minneapolis and played the varsity theater on the um, on their latest record tour and uh, they're just such a simple band but they play so well together and everything about what they did kind of made me feel like I was out of my body really mm. you know in the future there will you know whatever their record name is but uh um, yeah I've never seen a better concert than that actually so that's awesome that's awesome yeah, Not too many people know that band so that's well, kind of another everyone know. should go ch- check them out yeah
0: if i could uh throw mine in just to of course myself far, uh <laughs> monsters of rock 1988 uh van halen was uh the, with the it was the headliners and sammy hagar had just joined so that was, so that era but it was metallica and Dokken and scorpions it was uh yep, yep. that was a uh, i was probably a sophomore in high school and then uh, another one was um Guns and Roses, nineteen ninety, Madison Square Garden, and Ooh. Sound Garden opened. Bring a Bad Bad Motorfinger album. So that was a, uh, and they okay. did they did drawing flies live, and they had the sax player with them. And that was, I don't know that's how many it. times they did that. You know that I remember too. All right, well that's good stuff. You know, we've been talking for a while, guys, and i I I did want to uh, if I can, do something fun, kind of hit you with a a this or that kind of lightning yeah. round kind of thing and oh, I, I think love- we, we, we've teased a little bit of them already but uh you know we call it lightning round but if you want to you know expand on any of it feel free all right so uh beetles or stones
3: <laughs>
2: stones sorry <laughs> I, I was waiting for eric
3: but go ahead oh uh, beetles 110 yeah. percent. yeah
0: zeppelin or the who
3: Zeppelin. Zeppelin.
0: All right, this is one we kind of touched on already. Sabbath with Dio or Ozzy?
3: Fuck that, both.
0: (laughs) There's no rules. I'm
3: making a choice. I'll I'll allow it. Uh, Uh, That's tough, but, I mean, Ozzy. Yeah, definitely Ozzy. I mean, you can't beat Heaven and Hell stuff, but... The first, I mean, all the Sabbath records are good. I think you know, minus some later '80s stuff, but definitely, definitely Ozzy for me. Yeah, uh, they're different. Uh, you know, I don't think it's a different band, almost. Yeah, you know? I
0: was going to say, if you look yeah. at it as two bands, then it's it, it's it's easy to be a fan of both. Yeah. yeah,
2: and I, I I am not either or on those. Like they're both top of my list. You know, both you know Aussie stuff and yeah, so.
0: did did you guys ever catch it's on youtube it's a performance it's a early early sabbath concert it's supposedly from france but i think it was actually filmed in belgium it's 1969 it's on it was like a i think it was a bbc put it on television one night just simple as that check it out if you haven't it's it's amazing
3: i know which one you're talking about it's cool
0: it's like if you're a rock fan you have to watch it
1: yeah Mm -hmm.
0: You know, it's like a, it's like a must do. Let's check it out. um, Misfits or Sex Pistols?
3: Sex Pistols. Misfits. (laughs) Brett. Let's see how our band
2: works and works
0: better. (laughs) Brett, did you ever listen to the Sex sex Pistols and think maybe, um, sometimes I I think, when I listen to Pearl Jam, I think Pearl Jam is a fusion of Neil Young and the Sex Pistols. If you listen to some of the upbeat Pearl Jam songs.
2: Sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's kind of fun. right. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. No doubt. All right. Uh, this one, at least for Brett, I think I see the answer written on the wall or hanging on the wall, literally Fender or Gibson.
2: Woo. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, uh, the answer is kind of behind <laughs> you, but I'm going to let, I, I'll be right back. I'll, I'll be right back. And you
0: guys talk.
1: Do, do,
3: do. I'm not in my music room right now, but uh, and I should have. It's just this: my laptop went down, which is normally there, and my I'm in my other, I'm in my record room right now, actually. But uh, you're forgiven. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. No questions asked, Gibson. Gibson. So, yeah. So we're
2: we're we we're Gibson. We we fly the Gibson flag like to the core. We're Gibson, Gibson strong band. Eric and I are both like. I think we play music to buy more Gibson guitars, to play more Gibson guitars to just, like, <laughs> we both love them. You know, he's the SG guy, I'm the Les Paul guy, but you can see I like SG's too. You got a couple there. Yeah, but, uh, no, Fender, I, I have one kick-ass Telecaster. Uh, you know, master-built Tele from the Fender custom shop, and I love Fender guitars. I'm just not really a Fender guy. Um, just because the scale is a little different and it's just, you know, sometimes there's Gibson guy or a Fender guy. Right. Um, but naturally I like a, a Telecaster best and we, this Telecaster is all over all our songs. So it, it comes out for all the cool little parts, kind of the way Jimmy Page always used a Tele. So, um, I love Fender guitars, um, but primarily. You know we're Gibson
0: guys so that the needle slants Gibson for sure
1: yeah
0: yeah all right uh Sorry, I didn't show off a guitar no no that's awesome I uh, love talking gear hey do you, do you have a favorite is there, do you have a favorite pedal or a pedal manufacturer that you love <laughs> <laughs> uh are you a pedal uh, junkie
2: I am uh a bit of a pedal junkie for sure um but I don't use a ton of pedals on my pedal board um, because I'm lead singer guy. You know, I have some mainstays that I use. I always have a wall. I always have an overdrive. Um, there's there's uh, you know, definitely some Keeley pedals in my lineup uh, and definitely all over uh, our recordings. Um, I use their Fuzzbender a lot and they have a pedal called the Synth One that's really awesome. That like that cool sound in the beginning of viral connection. That's a Keeley Synth One that uh, cool that fading.
0: Got it. You know, and awesome.
2: That's like kind of a secret weapon uh, chorus thickener throughout. So we you know use effects pedals a lot as how they were made. Um, but yet yeah, there's so many great pedals uh, from Walrus Audio makes great pedals, and uh, I like. Uh, there's a pedal company out of Chicago called Daredevil um, Johnny Water uh the super rock and roll company uh makes some badass shit like he has a pedal called the atomic cock i use a lot it's a cock wah where you just set it for that like prime a shanker tone and you know if you're going to kick a lead or whatever it's you know i think it's one of the best ones out there i mean yeah. there's 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 many um, yeah
0: it, it yeah, seems like i have po- a lot of it seems like it's blowing up now. I mean, a lot of boutique shops, I mean, just with, as you mentioned earlier about everyone's buying guitars this, this year, especially, I mean, you couldn't even get an instrument, you know, in some places. Uh, um, and it seems like the, the pedal boutique, you know, builders are really blowing up now too, for sure. Right, so. Yeah. has I, been. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I got two more yeah. chocolate or vanilla. Chocolate yeah. vanilla. It's still, it's awesome. <laughs> I mean,
1: you can see why it works so good.
2: You know what I mean? Like It's great. It, 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 contrast is there. Uh, and I think you can hear it with our guitar playing when we play together and we kind of meet on certain things, kind of like a Reese's peanut butter cup. It but just works great. Me and Eric
1: working together. Too, good, too right? great tastes
0: that work great. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well then don't let me down on this last one. Blonde or brunette? <laughs>
3: uh, pink hair. Pink hair so. Good. Blonde. Oh,
0: perfect answer. Right. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well guys, I, I I'm, uh, I'm out of prepared questions. So I definitely want to pass it to you to give a mean, a last plug or anything we missed or any, any, any shout out to give, um, the floor is yours.
3: I thought it was, uh, we didn't talk about it, but um, I think Brett and I, you and I talked about it the other day that Slaughter was on, um, wasn't it uh, serious? And they thought that he was a part of our band or like that that was his <laughs> new band, you know?
2: Yeah, uh, it was <laughs> such a good <kid> one. <laughs> I know, really. Accident. I was, I was, we were making, we love tacos here. Like we were making, uh, you know, I had family over, we we're making you know it was a fiesta we were making tacos all kinds of things and i just noticed like our facebook activity was like a little hot and i was watching the youtube views go up really fast like a lot and you get a little more than normal and it's been going nicely for us um uh, but then my phone rang and it was mark and he's like hey man and i'm like hey man how's it going you know so this it was this last saturday night since you hear what happened and i'm like no and he said, Well, it's, you know, Mark Slaughter, Tim Kelly Appreciation Day on Cirrus XM. And uh, I think it was Hair Nation. Right. And I said, Yeah. And I think it was because of anniversary for the release of one of their albums. Okay. Uh, possibly. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Sorry. I've been.
0: Yeah. No, I think you're right. Him. Yeah. I think I uh, saw that too.
2: So whoever the DJ was, God bless his soul, uh, <laughs> he got on and he said, you know, Mark Slaughter's got this new band called Fuzzard, and you know they're they're super awesome, or you know whatever he said they're really cool. You know he's still playing with Slaughter, but you got to make sure you go out and check out this new band. And uh, we got a good laugh, but uh, Fuzzard <laughs> got a great, right there, yeah. got a great lift out of that. Like the, and so you know, thank you. Uh, you know,
0: happy accident. I'm not sure that he played.
2: <laughs> My slaughter's new band, but if they did, that would be awesome too. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's awesome.
3: That's a good shout out, right? Yeah, <laughs> that, that was that, that was a great shout out. Hey, uh, shout out to you, Maddie, for having us, man. Yeah, wow. and, um, no, my pleasure. And our friends man. I mean, we started this what Brett about? Um, I mean, we've been official to the world since um, December, around December. Christmas time.
2: December 25th, uh, yeah, Christmas, 2020 is when we launched, when we, we put this boat in the water. So it's it's been a very short uh, amount of time. I mean, we've been working on it a little behind the scenes, but
3: uh, it's been awesome for what we've, uh, how, because uh, we're obviously kind of going for the, uh, uh, the online market while we can, you know, Sure. prior to getting on playing shows. And yeah, it's a, it's a great strategy that, we're doing. So everybody that's been a part in and in, in, in is involved with it, you know, we have uh, great people that have been doing radio and PR for us, I, I guess, in a sense, you know, and God, you know, yeah. I let you elaborate on that, Brett, you know, so.
2: Well, it, yeah, you know, I, mean, I really say thank you um, to you and uh, the other uh, great rock media companies that have been kind enough to pay attention to us. Um, you know, on our way up and uh, when we don't have the accolades yet, you know, it's, it's, it's hard being the emerging artist and being able to cut through um, the thousands and thousands of projects and bands that are out there. Uh, so it means so much to us, um, but also to our internal team uh, within, within Fuzzard, you know, the guys that work with us. To help make this happen, Uh, Jeremy Tapero, our producer, uh, who has has uh, you know I've been working with him for many years, um, but you know instrumental in making making us sound um, the way we do. Uh, We have another gentleman named Brad Gunnerson who works uh, closely with us on all the merch and day to day and overseeing you know the releases the right way, and uh, we've got a great web guy that works with us named Pete. Uh, we have a creative writer that we work with that helps put all our craziness together and uh put it into words. And um one of the things I've realized, you know, throughout my years of doing rock bands is you really have to have a good team of people together. And it takes a village and you can't, you know, be like, yeah, fuck that. I'm the lead singer and I fucking do everything. Like it doesn't work. And you know, the thing to do is find people that believe in you and believe in the vision of what you're doing um, and have everybody utilize their skills and their power alley. Um, so, you know, thanks to, you know, really to everybody that's that's helping us, you know, because we couldn't do it without, you know, the, all the new fans that have been embracing us so quickly. Um, and, uh, you know, our, our publicist is, fantastic he does a great job um but all the people and all the media companies um like asbury park vibes that are that are helping us cut through this vast array of stuff that's out there that's all great uh it's not easy um to be heard even though it's so easy to be found um so thank you
0: oh you're you're absolutely welcome it's again it's it's our pleasure um yeah so it do you want to Is there any tease about an album date before we go? Or is that still kind of in the the work?
2: Well, I'll say this. I'm not gonna put a date out there. Um, I'm having so much, and I think we're all having so much fun releasing songs. Um, We're still gonna stick to this same plan. Uh, Late summer release, I would say August, uh, maybe September. Um, This year. (laughs) yeah this year this year and and hopefully the coast will be clear but we'll know you know by looking at what's happening with the world like okay now's the time time.
0: but gotcha
2: i'm having a just a shit ton of fun like putting out singles every four to six weeks and uh you know just introducing people to the songs kind of one at a time we're not going to give away the whole record but we will definitely give away half of it first (laughs) Um,
0: it's a it's a great ramp up for sure and uh maybe when that day does come maybe we can do this again and talk about the album
4: let's yeah
2: yeah for like four hours